Hi, and welcome to yet another episode of Up Next. As per usual, this is your host, Ali Murtala. And on today's episode, I'm joined by none other than Nogba Isaac. She is the founder of the fine jewelry brand at Nogba Official. And you are about to listen to our conversation on her journey as an entrepreneur, some of the challenges she faced, the mistakes she made, and the inspiration behind her work, how she switched her brand from focusing more on fashion into fine jewelry and many, many other things. So without any further ado, thank you so much for tuning in and I hope you enjoyed this episode. Oh, and if you do end up liking it, please share and review the podcast. I will be forever grateful. And now cue the music. Or actually before we cue the music, I just want to give a quick disclaimer that there were a bunch of technical difficulties recording this episode. So I'm really sorry if the audio disconnects uh, for a couple of seconds. Thank you for bearing with me. And I hope you enjoy this episode. And now we actually cue the music. So hi, Noah, and welcome on Up Next. Thanks, Ali, for having me. It's an honor being here. Uh, it is amazing to have you on. Uh, I'm really excited to finally get to hear from you because you know, for context, we've been trying to get the recording to work for a couple of days now. And thankfully, hopefully, the, if you're here in this episode, then there were no technical problems and we were able to record. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> it, it is an absolute pleasure to have you on. And I'm really looking forward to hear more about your story and your entrepreneur, uh, entrepreneurial journey. So without any further ado, I want to pass the mic over to you to tell us a bit more about yourself and what you do. Um, I'm an entrepreneur and an artist, and I'm also an equestrian, but from a career standpoint of view, I'm mostly an entrepreneur. Well, I mean, we're going to dive deeper into, you know, your journey as an entrepreneur and all of that, but I always like to start the episode by taking it back to the origins and the very, very beginning. So what made you, you know, want to even consider building your own brand and starting, you know, an entrepreneurial path? That deep down in my heart, I always knew I wanted to do something for myself. Working is great for people who who don't like who like it that way. But for me, my personality is the kind of person who loves to do her own thing. And I also got inspired by my dad because he himself is also an entrepreneur. Well, it definitely does run in the blood. And now you know you started your own brand. Uh, I think a couple of years ago, and you know you started out and you were doing more of the fashion side of things. So you're doing clothing and things like that. And now you've switched over to doing fine jewelry and all of that. So what got you to, you know, make that yeah. switch? Um, honestly, I think like as I grow as a person, like when I was, when I first started my brand, I was only 17. So I was still in the, you know, trying. But as like, when I was younger, I was always in fast fashion. I was more of a little bit of boyish girl. So I was really into hoodies and hats. And, and so my fashion sense was way different back then. And now that I'm mature, I like to invest my time in things that are going to be more, that are more valuable and more like timeless, and more classic. So my fashion sense has changed as a person. So with that, my brand's, my brand's essence has changed as well. I mean, I love that. I love how it's reflected, like, you know, your personality and what you do is you know reflected in your business itself it just shows the authenticity that like you know this is your own thing this isn't something that you can find somewhere else because of that and now you know you when did you start exactly like because i always like to say like oh well, you started like a couple x years ago so when did you start with your brand uh i actually actually i'm gonna be honest 
when I first started, I think I was actually a blogger. I wasn't a, I wasn't an entrepreneur. So my website, the same one, which is a site for my company, it was actually a blog. But then over time, I transitioned to uh, designing clothes and producing it, which also required, I always wanted to do it. But the thing with blogging is there's not a lot of investment except for time. And as I got older, I got hold of capital. So in 2018, that's when I officially got my trade license and I started my clothing brand legally. Well, so you've been at this for a while and now I'm going to say you've been doing this for three years whenever I bring it up. So, I mean, on the back of that, what was your vision for your brand then when you started and how has it changed compared to now? Um, uh, If I'm being honest, when I first started, I was trying to fit in, like I was trying to go with what everyone else was doing. Because, you know, it was I was like trying to make streetwear. I was trying to make like, you know, what it was, whatever was in fashion, whatever was already selling. And now I want my brand to be more of something that I truly believe in. I actually learned this from a book that if you don't believe in your own product, you don't expect other people to believe in it. Like if you're not willing to invest, would you be the kind of person who's going to buy like it? If, it, if you were, if you wouldn't buy it, why should anyone else buy your own product, right? So this is why I transitioned from something that I really wanted and something that I would really invest my own time in rather than just, you know, trying to make money. I couldn't agree with you more, honestly. I mean, you have to believe in not only yourself, but also in your products. Just, if, if you won't buy it, if you won't spend, you know, your hard-earned money on it, then why should anyone else, right? If the, if you don't see the way, why should anyone else? Yeah, why should anyone else give me the money? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. And, you know, speaking And actually, it also builds more self-respect. Because I respect myself more when I make money now compared to when I was just trying to, you know, make a few bucks here and there. <laughs> yes, definitely. I mean, it changes your, you know, approach towards it, right? Because you're not just doing it for that. Yes. And now, you know, actually speaking about your product and things like that, uh, I think we've spoken about your brand, you know, the start of it. But now let's actually dive a bit deeper into the product. So, like, you know, you do find jewelry. So, for people that are you know are interested in or like wanting to browse your collections, like tell us more about some of the collections you have, the ideas and inspiration behind them, and what people can expect from them. Okay, so my jewelry, okay, my own personality is really feminine. I really believe in plastic uh, jewelry for women and elegance and grace. This is why my jewelry it has it's simplistic, but it's also really elegant. So you know when you're going out. And personally, I don't always go to like fine dining or like, you know, big, big events. Like I'm not a celebrity, let's be honest. So I want something which I can wear to the mall, even if it's just to the grocery store, you know, it just adds a touch of elegance to it. So I love uh, the Globe Collection. It's so classic and elegant. It's got a little bit of like a few diamonds on it. And my favorite collection for like when I'm going like on a date or maybe like fine dining it's the my my Sotis collection. It's got sapphires in between, like pink sapphires, because I love the pink with the touch of white. I also love the Etoile collection. It's so all of the products of mine are really dainty. It's not they're not huge and you know really like they're not like high jewelry. So this is what I personally love it. Like even when I'm wearing a really simple outfit, it just adds that touch of sophistication and femininity and grace, which is what I love about fine jewelry. It's not even about wearing something to like not overdoing it but also looking really classy 
I mean, uh, from just from hearing that how you're talking about it, you can just tell that you know this is something that you find very true to yourself, and this is uh, which is why like yeah. you know your thing is yeah. authentic. Like you're saying that these are things that you'll wear. These are things that like you know you yeah. you you yourself would actually need like for a certain occasion and things like that. And I love yeah, that. I love because that that's what makes like you know one's brand unique compared to like the all of the brands out there. Because you know, Nogba, this is like Nogba's brand, right? This is Nogba based on her personality, based on what he does, <laughs> right? It's <laughs> not, and people tend to take that. Yeah, the thing with my products is, you know, even if like the customer like, okay, not everyone, maybe everyone doesn't like it, but I'm so obsessed with my own products that I never feel like I never feel like I'm wasting my money or time because I'm so love with them myself i think and i think that they're really valuable because you know they're like gold and they're they might be okay i'm gonna be honest they're a bit on the expensive side because if you think about it it's hair gold and it's solid gold it's not gold plated there was actually a time when i bought this um i bought a gold plated jewelry and i thought it because it's gold it's not gonna rust but you know the thing with 18 karat gold even though it's cheaper and you know you're saving money but in the long run it's the when you invest more but you buy one it's gonna last longer so the thing the thing i love the most about jewelry is that gold jewelry is that even in 10 years even after 20 years you can even like even your kids are gonna inherit it so it's a pretty big investment so you might be spending like a significant amount of money it seems like that like you're you know putting your money out there but it's a big investment like it's gonna last 20 years like 50 years even 100 maybe because you know it's gold it doesn't rust at all so this is what I absolutely love about gold jewelry. I think in our life should be an investment. Even when you have friends, you're investing your people you love. And even when you buy something, it should be an investment because it's. I think the things that last that make a significant change in your life, not just casual stuff. Like that's what I like learned as I got, you know, as I got more mature and you know, just living. <laughs> that's what taught me. 100% I mean I think it, I th- like for guys I think it's the same thing with watches uh, I'd assume like you know yeah. how they, they get watches and like, like you know you find like a, this is like your grandparents watch and like its value only yeah, increases so over cool. time and things like that yeah, yeah. like I know I obviously can't relate to like fine jewelry at all I barely wear like my Garmin watch, watch. You will. <laughs> I mean I think everyone should invest in that Yes, definitely. My dad loves watches. He's obsessed with watches. (laughs) You know what he does? Like he goes and uh, like he goes to the watch store all the time, and then he'll just stare at the watch and he's like, "I'm just waiting for money to come in seconds." (laughs) So funny. (laughs) And um, uh, I actually go and watch. It's funny. It's literally funny. That's why I I love I love my mom too. But like I have this. You know, like a different type of love for my dad. It's not like the kind of love I have for my mom. So just why I just love them both, to be honest. And um, I'm also, I also want to like in the long run, I want to move my company and uh, like start expand it to watches. But it's a big investment. It's a big change and it's really going to transform it. So it's going to take a while, surely. <laughs> but wow, I mean, yeah, that's that is, the vision. That is a great vision, honestly. That is uh, that's very interesting. Because, like, you know, you'd be covering both ends of the spectrum, right? You got everyone now. Thank you. But I'm living now, too. Like, I love my life. If I'm being honest, I'm so grateful for everything. Of course, I've been through challenges. But in the end, I always wanted this, like, the life I'm living, I always wanted to be like that. And I always wanted to be an entrepreneur. So I'm basically living my dream. 
I mean, actually, I'm so glad that you just, you just brought this up because I the next question is actually about challenges. So that is perfect, honestly. <laughs> now, yeah. I mean, through the past three years as an entrepreneur and then before that as a blogger, I'm sure that you had your, your fair share of, you know, challenges, especially things with COVID and all of the stuff that has been happening, yeah, surely. being a student and, you know, running your business on the side. So what are some of the challenges that you faced throughout your journey that you think in a way or two might have defined it? Yeah, uh, um, I mean, I faced a lot of challenges and I think like, I think facing challenges is also really important. Important. It, it promotes growth and it makes you more confident in yourself it makes you I think every like every single person even though they may seem like they are going through something or not everyone has challenges in their life so I think like as an entrepreneur and I mean I had challenges as my company hurt my you know I had and I didn't know if I wanted like what I truly wanted so if uh like as an entrepreneur the main challenges I had like for my company was like of course the first one is capital it's I think that's the uh, that's the challenge for everyone. But I think uh, for me, like I I faced that challenge by I have a really persuasive personality. So it's really important that you're sold to your own ideas so that you sell it to other people because you're taking their one of their most valuable com- uh, commodity, which is money. So if someone wants to invest money in you, you need to be sold on your own idea for them to be sold on your idea. So I think that's really important. I actually sold my sister on my idea, which is so cool. Like she gave me all her money in the beginning when I had no capital. <laughs> and she still believes in me, which is what I love. Like it's so nice to have, like family is so important. Uh, yeah, even my dad is sold my idea. And the thing is, I want to get money from outside. But in the beginning, I myself, like when I was first, like the first two, three years, I personally wasn't sure if I'm going to make any money. So, you know, I don't want to take someone's money and give them a loss. You know, that could be like probably make me end up in jail or something. <laughs> so I wanted to take it slow. Whereas, you know, some people like, of course, there's really smart people like, you know, the Uber, uh, the person who started Uber, you know, he published his uh, his pitch deck online and he like got like millions of uh, millions of what do you say? Investment. Which, but you know, like as I get sold on my idea even more, I'm gonna need more capital, and this is what I'm working on now. Like I really want to publicize my company and like make a really like I make a really professional image of it and make really professional things so that I can get more capital from asset. Because now at this point, I'm I really believe in my company. It's like my child, you know. I want to make it grow. I want to nourish it. <laughs> so yeah, that and even another another problem when you're young and you're an entrepreneur is your social life because it suffers. <laughs> While you're working, you have to like, uh, you have to like. There are going to be some hangouts which you can't join. There's going to be some times, you know, especially with the money gone, you know, you're, you're messing all your money. So you can't, you can't be as, you know, lit as you would be if you had all your money. So yeah, those were challenges which I faced. But at this point, like since my company is getting revenue, I'm able to balance that out. And I think it's really important to have friends who also understand you, what is like, they understand your priorities and they don't get offended when you, sometimes choose to work rather than spend time with them and they don't like they don't hold it against you so this is why I love I'm grateful for like friends who were around with me even though like I wasn't giving them and I think that's what real friendship is all about 
but I did lose some friends I'm gonna lie but I mean maybe they were fake <laughs> I'm just kidding but yeah I mean you know if you're not around like if you're not there for someone all the time you're just there when it's fun then I mean it's not really real friendship you know you have to be there for your friend all the time and should I move on to the personal changes personal challenges sure yeah yeah I think the personal challenges I faced was yeah I mean I think the person's yeah when I was first working when I first started my business I was really really lazy like I didn't like even though I knew what I wanted to do I I think it's mainly because I wasn't so on my idea in the beginning itself so you know I would work really hard for a while and then I would like take a break for a month or two so I think being sold in your idea is like it seems like such a small thing but you need to believe in your own success you need to have faith in your own success and it pushes you to it motivates you to work on it because when you don't believe in your own success, you're not going to, you're going to be lazy. You're not going to feel motivated to do anything. You're not going to want to give your time. It's kind of like, it's kind of like, you know, when you don't believe in yourself, you don't work out, you don't invest time in yourself. So the belief in your own company is the same thing. You know, it's an entity of its own. So if you believe in your company, it's kind of like a mother and a child. Because if you don't believe in your child, you're just going to be like, you know, I don't even care about you. <laughs> but then when you believe in your kid, you're going to like pour it no matter what. Even no one is there for your child. My personal challenge, like I had to be sold on my own idea. But it eventually comes through like years of working. It eventually came through and I really believe in my own ideas now. I absolutely love that. Honestly, it's very, very nice hearing all of this. And I, I can definitely, definitely attest to like everything that you're saying earlier about like, you know, when you start doing your own thing, there you do recognize especially that you know having other commitments like uni and stuff like that that some aspects of your life would have to be sacrificed you know sometimes the social life takes a toll but i think what i found is you know and it, it is on the back of the point that you mentioned the right people the social life doesn't have to be affected if you are surrounded by the right people where, you know, your discussion yes. about what you do, your passion and their passion, and, you know, you guys learning off of each other becomes its own social life. And at the same time, it's sort of, you know, you're not just out doing nothing, but you're out actually in a way gaining value, right? And like sharing it with others. Yes. Yeah. And I think also it is like, I was listening to this podcast yesterday. It's, um, what's his name? The guy that throws the 5 a.m. club. What is yeah, Robin Sharma. Yes, Robin. Yeah. So for me, I thought his name was Kevin. But yeah, Robert Charma. <laughs> so he was he was talking about how uh, it was like the the top six lessons that he wished he had learned when he was twenty, and one of them I think was that you know you you don't have to be even though like you love something, but it doesn't mean that you know you have to be crazy on everything. You don't have to be yeah. crazy in everything that you do. Like it, there is a difference between being busy as like you're busy being busy or you're busy being productive. And like he said, one yeah. of the ways to do that is you know choose one thing and go absolutely crazy on it. And then everything yeah. else, try to do it in moderation. So, you know, time with your family, it shouldn't be sacrificed. Like, you know, time yes. for you to do other stuff. It also shouldn't be sacrificed. Because in yeah. the end of the day, you are it's more than... It's just balance. Exactly. Like, in the end of the day, you are more than just an entrepreneur, a student, someone with a job title. You're, you know, a, a yes. son, a daughter, a father. You are so many other things. So, like, we still have, <laughs> you know, other natural commitments to life that we shouldn't just abandon because we, you know, we're after something. Because I think this is something that I also started with where I was like, you know, I'm sacrificing everything, you know, like, what wh- what is left? But then at the same time, you realize when you keep that balance, you as a person feel better and you only end yes. up being more productive and do better totally in your agree. business 
Yeah, because, you know, even though for me personally, success is important. But imagine you're successful, but you don't have friends to celebrate with or like no family or no loved ones. What's the point of all that money, right? Exactly. So even though you are working on yourself, of course, you shouldn't like neglect your friends. But there is there's a like you can take some time off. It's I think you deserve that, you know, and the people who love you, they'll give you the space to be yourself and sometimes take some take a break, you know, take a break from them. That doesn't mean you don't love them, you know, even though we love something, we can pull pull away and you know do something else for a change it doesn't diminish the love i think distance even like makes the love go <laughs> so it's fine you know your your friends if they hold it against you i mean you can apologize but if it affects the friendship that means it wasn't real in the first place exactly it wasn't built to last so if anything you're better yes. off that it ended quickly as it did instead of just wasting yes. more of your time and it dragging on yes and actually, I'm glad that you mentioned success because this is something that we are going to be talking about in a couple of moments. But before we do that, I usually like to, you know, on the back of challenges, I like to talk about mistakes because I think it's another thing that, you know, people can really, really learn from. So what is a mistake that you made throughout your journey that you think people can learn from? Uh, mistakes. Yeah, I mean, uh, <laughs> I mean, I made bad designs, overproduction. <laughs> I think I the business mistake I made was overproduction because I would I didn't okay so the thing with small business I think that's why it's really hard for a small business to start up is because most especially manufacturers they're not they're not willing to produce like a small amount for them it's more profitable they make big production so the biggest problem I had was I because you know to just make make a you know like a good pact with my manufacturers and then I made overproduction and you know it cost me money because uh, my company is still a startup so I'm not going to make as many sales as someone who's already like maybe like Zara so it makes sense that you know I wouldn't make 500 pieces but I never made 500 pieces but I still made more than you know my the margin of you know I made more than the how much they sold so that cost me money and I think a really important thing that entrepreneurs need to focus on is um, always, yeah, another mistake I made was always you need to always have extra capital. Like it doesn't matter if you need it or not, because your company depends on you for for its life. You know, its life depends on you. So and the money that you have, it's the lifeblood of the company, because without money, a startup cannot, you know, do new projects, you know, excite the company summers even more no marketing no new products coming in it's like there's no so problem with me was I always used to have enough capital for what plans I had and all the capital I was still a kid still a whole bunch of capital for me like for my other expenses so it's really important to manage your finances wisely and another really important lesson i actually learned it from a book it wasn't from a mistake it was that you should always think to your company but also you because um i think especially as a startup your company is not public so there's no one else who's you know who's working on your company it's just you so you are really important to the company as well so if you are sick or you are not feeling very good your company is not going to thrive so i think it's really important to take care of yourself as well as your company. So even for yourself, you need to think long term. You need to take, you need to stay healthy. You know, you need to stay in a good mood. You need to stay in a good, like your energy needs to be lively for your company also to thrive. And you know, because your company 
feeds off of your energy. It doesn't have, especially if you have no shareholders, you're the only one. So, and also your employers, they feed off of your energy. If your energy is not good, they're not going to want to work with you. If your energy is not good, why should anyone, you know, cooperate with you? So it's really important that you take care of yourself also and also think long-term always. The long-term game is like, you're going to win if you play long-term. 100%. I think, you know, in, in everything, you know, that you do, that you always keep in mind, like, the what's not going to happen you know if i do this in a week or a month or a year but think to like i I, what i always do is like i try to connect it to you know my vision or where i want to be you know not necessarily like a billion years on the road but it's like how does this play into where you want to take yourself or where you want to take your business and see and then you, you you'll be able to see objectively like I found most of the time, if what you're doing is a smart decision or not, when you actually take a step back and you're like, well, how am I? Like, yeah, you know. How I think of it is like, will future Ali thank me for this? Like, for example, if uh, let's say I wanna, I wanna watch, uh, you know, an, as like an episode of my series instead of like reading this chapter. Uh, like at night, and then I'm like, "Will future Ali thank me for this?" Hell no, he won't. Because I have more to do it the next day. You know, That's like, an even simple, idea. Th- yeah, simple that. things like you know, uh, like you know, get let's say preparing your clothes for the next day if you have an early day, uh, right? So I think like, "Will future Ali thank me if I do that?" Yes, because he's gonna wake up barely on time, and he's gonna be crammed up, and he's gonna be yeah. running everywhere trying to get, you know, an outfit together and stuff like that. So I mean, I, I try to think of that, and like what I do is like, "Will you know up next?" in a year thank me for this right you know yeah. where will will this work for me and then i try to obviously like you know i made my fair share of mistakes but it's always nice to at least have something as guardrails you know yeah it's always nice to have a direction in life of course you don't have to be a robot and always eat healthy and eat greens like no one's like that but a little bit makes a change you know you need everyone needs a break but you know, like instead of watching like 10 shows in one night, you can watch one show every night. So that's like a balance or like one show every other day. So, you know, that's and read a book the next day. So, you know, it's about balance. It's not about overdoing it and it's not about underdoing anything, but it's just about staying in a, you know, balanced state. Exactly. And I think, you know, in the end of the day, you know, or, or you hear a lot of like with these motivational posts, you're like, yeah, like, yeah, oh, do this, do that, you know, and all that. But I think, you know, people uh, like they're easily misunderstood as that you know i should please change my life exactly like a robot uh it's funny that it, it like i just said be a robot because for some reason like i heard my audio back and it was fully robotized it was like don't say be a robot but yeah my robot invitation is terrible <laughs> i apologize to everyone listening to this but uh, i mean i think the fact that uh, we're humans like what makes us unique as humans is the dumb yeah. things that we make every now and then you know our mistakes our stubbornness so uh, it is what makes us humans but you know know what you're doing and have like have a goal that you're working towards because you know you can be dumb like you know 10 15 of the time but like if you're just going with the flow 100 of the time then you're dumb 100 of the time in that sense yeah yeah it's just about you know go with the flow but also know like where you're going i mean as doesn't really make sense i i I get you i get you you, yeah like be a human be more on your natural side but also like don't go like crazy you know like don't do something really drastically that's gonna harm your heart health really drastically or something that's gonna harm you mentally really dra- like drastically so that really affects you in 
really badly like you know it can change your whole change your whole personality or like change your whole uh, future like what's going to happen for you because I think these small habits like even if they don't seem like a big thing like going to bed early or waking up early or drinking a green juice before your breakfast but in the long run if you do those like 300 times or like 400 times is gonna make a huge impact for you yeah I, I mean I I genuinely could not agree more because I am obsessed with building like daily habits and daily discipline because I am more convinced than ever that it is your habits that build you. Just think of it this way. I mean, it's the things that you do every single day. So they are things that are rooted in you and they affect every little thing they do, especially, honestly, I'm going to take a sidebar and campaign for waking up early, but it is absolutely amazing to wake up early because you literally have control of your day. You have control of your day. It's not that like, you know, you have worked a lot of extra time. Exactly. It it almost feels as if the day is longer. And I think a part of it is because, you know, usually we always feel that we don't have control over our life or over our time because, you know, you have to be work at nine or the lecture starts at 10. So you have to be there. Right. Or it ends at six. But when you wake up at, let's say, five or six, you have these like little two to three hours where everyone is asleep. The world is entirely peaceful you are not asked to do anything that you know that you don't like like work it's so peaceful in the morning it's so peaceful I, I like it's just you have all this time to yourself so instead of you know trying to get time for yourself after you're done with work after you're done with your studies and end up staying there at 1 a.m it's which is insanely counterproductive i think like waking up early especially you know getting like a workout or something in the morning you will yeah, be I high on endorphin the entire out. day. Like, uh, Especially I, in the winter. Oh my God, yes. It's beautiful in Dubai. And like, I love going outdoors and getting a workout. Especially like in winter, especially I wake up before sunrise and it's so beautiful. I see the sunrise and I just like breathe fresh air and like go for a workout. I love it. But uh, you know what I noticed? Like when I'm happy with myself, I, I also play harder. Like, when I actually go out with my friends, I'm like way myself and I can just like, you know, I can like enjoy myself even more instead of, you know, when I'm not happy with myself, everything is like messy in my life. I can't really, you know, shut my mind and just enjoy. So I think that plays an important role in like how you enjoy your, the enjoyment in your life as well. Definitely. Because in the Being end of the day, like in the end of the day, deep down, like you are satisfied with yourself. Like, you know, I think we all, uh, our conscious is very like, as, no matter how, how hard we try to bury it, it is very objective. And like, you know, you can react to it differently, but in the end of the day, it's telling you the right thing. Like it's telling you that, well, you know, you're lying to yourself or that, you know, you know, you shouldn't be doing this or you shouldn't be doing that. But when you are actually at peace with it, when you feel like you are actually doing the most you can be doing, then you learn the happy. Yes. Yes, like, you know, when you go out or, you know, when you go out and you've done all your stuff and you've just like take care of all your responsibilities and then you go out, you're like, I deserve this, you know, and you really enjoy yourself. Whereas, you know, when you've not done anything or when you've been like eating chocolate every day, you don't even enjoy the chocolate anymore because, you know, you don't deserve it. You know, it's kind of like, you know, like guilt pleasure. Like for me, it's just guilt mostly, not pleasure. <laughs> pleasure just runs out, you know, it's just me, you know, like, why am I even doing this to myself? So, you know, when I like, when I'm healthy for a week, then I like indulge in chocolate. It's just like, it's just another thing. <laughs> if there's no guilt involved, it's just another kind of pleasure. 
Definitely, 100%. And now, you know, we've spoken about your business. We've spoken about, you know, Nukhba, the entrepreneur, Nukhba and her journey, her challenges and her mistakes. You know, it's some of the, the lessons that you've learned over the years, your, the inspiration behind your work and all these amazing stuff. And now, you know, as we get closer towards the end of the episode, I always like to end it by talking about the person, not Nukhba, you know, the entrepreneur, Nukhba. the founder, or anything like that, but not by okay. the person to give you know people a little bit more perspective about you and your views on things. And just a warning, because I always found that you know from the feedback that I got over the last fifty-one episodes, I think a warning is due that you know the questions do tend to get quite deep compared to the previous ones. So you know, first things first, I love talking about success because you know success can be defined by. I mean, if there's there's seven billion people on the planet, there are seven billion definitions of success, right? There isn't like yes, one size fits all. There's so many different, uh, you know, definitions of it. Great. So for you as a person, what is your definition of success? For me, it's just living a wholesome life. It's not about money. It's more about like connections, contribution, purpose, love, and just like. You know, I would say happiness, but happiness is such a fleeting thing. You know, it's not something that I'm never always going to be happy or every day. So it's more about, you know, just being a good person, you know, being kind, having a good character. I think that's my kind of success. And I, the reason why I love entrepreneurship is because it's not just about making money. It's about growth. It's you're growing as a person and it's about creativity. So even though it's and you're also contributing to the society, you know, the economy of Dubai benefits from the entrepreneurs that are in Dubai. So, you know, you're contributing to society. I also love learning languages because it makes me feel like I'm connecting with more more people, like compared to like if I was just speaking English. So when you speak a different language, you are getting on the side of a person which they wouldn't be able to express if they were speaking a language which is not their home. They're not they're not native language. So, so I, I think I personally, I just love connecting with people. And so that's my definition of success, being a wholesome person in general. Like, I think that also contributes financially, health-wise, having a good mental health. That's my idea of success. I don't like that. I I don't like it when entrepreneurs take it too far with their wealth. Like, you know, okay, now I'm a millionaire. I want to be a billionaire. I'm a billionaire. I want to make 10 billion. You know, it just kills the whole purpose of, you know, being an entrepreneur. (laughs) Because you're just pushing it. But of course, some people are like that, like... They were born red, so I understand. I'm not trying to target anyone, but I'm just saying, like, you know, when you push too far, your authenticity goes away, your originality, your playful side goes away, and it just seems like you know you're just you're just rubbing it in. You know, stop it. <laughs> so yeah, that's really important. Just enjoy it. <laughs> exactly. I think like this is you know th- this is uh, this is something that's very important. Like you know, in the end of the day, you gotta you can make all the money in the world, but if you don't have these connections, if you don't have these contributions that then you haven't really left like an impact on the planet. Right? Like, uh, you know, the greatest currency or like wealth that you can have is like the impact on people because money, yeah. I mean, money loses value, like inflation, <laughs> you know, there's inflation. Yeah, um, your money true. is probably soon enough is going to be replaced by cryptocurrency. Yeah, <laughs> you know, so th- there are so many different things that like, render <laughs> things like money useless and the actual relationships Amazing. and wholesome things and now you know uh, the next one is actually about describing yourself 
And it is not a very authentic question in the sense that you have stolen it from a show and kind of changed it a bit. I always say that, you know, just like you said, disclaimer, like, yeah, I did steal this, but the, the like the, the actual show AB talks, how do you do it is like describe yourself in one word and how I do it. Cause you know, I have reached the pinnacle of innovation is by saying, describe yourself in three words. So how would you describe yourself in just three words? <laughs> it's better. Cause I feel like I'm more than just a one word. Yeah. So, and that's like my main thing. You know what? The funny thing about like online is people don't really see the real side of you. Like when I see my online self, I feel like it does not really resonate with who I am as a person. You know, I'm actually really playful, but I don't like to, you know, Instagram everything and, you know, show people when you're doing something really intimate. So I would say like the, my, I would describe myself as a playful person, someone who's kind and someone who is, um, grounded i would say because you know by grounded i mean someone who is also like knows how, how to deal with the the worldly problems like worldly side of the uh of our you know universe like there's a spiritual side and there's a worldly side so i'm really grounded in the way that i know how to navigate in the world like i know how to discipline myself and get through so yeah that's why i would say grounded I just made that up, by the way. <laughs> like, I love that. Words, so it's really raw. And now, you know, this is something that I recently introduced, but, you know, I thought of adding this as like a last question, but it's not really a question. So it's more of, you know, you have the stage, you have the mic. Before, you know, we sign off, if there, you know, what is one <laughs> last thing that you want to share with people? Or if you have one last thing to say, what would it be? I think it's really important to put out there, like, always live in the moment and enjoy yourself while you're working towards success. I think that's the main important thing. Like don't, don't like always think that when you get there, you're going to be happier or when you get here, you're going to be happier when you get. So that's really important. Like live in the moment, you know, even when, so that's what I actually developed over time, but I would love about how I've been, you know, functioning now is that I always enjoy what I do. So even when I'm doing the jewelry or when I'm advertising my jewelry, everything has a, like, I really enjoy it. Like when I'm making a painting, I really enjoy it. When I'm going for a workout, I really enjoy it. So even when you're working, enjoy. Like there's a part of, I'm sure there's a part of, or find a way to enjoy it, you know? Even when you're losing weight, find a way to do something that's joyful to you because we don't know how long we're going to live. So it's really important to be joyful. It's just so important. Like even more important than being useful is being joyful, you know, be happy. <laughs> Have one life and what, what is the point of it if you didn't enjoy it, right? And, and you can do all the, the yeah, work things, but you still, you know, enjoy yeah. it and find happiness in it as much as you. And once in the it has been an absolute pleasure to have you on the podcast. Honestly, it was it is really good conversation. It's been a long time coming with all like you know the technical difficulties and all that stuff. But I'm that we you know we were finally able to record this and to hear more of your story. Yes. And once again, thank you so much for joining me. It's truly been a pleasure. Thank you. It's been a pleasure for me as well. It was a pleasure talking to you. You're a really sweet person. Once again, thank you for tuning in and I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Make sure to follow me on Instagram at the Ali or follow the podcast so you can know when the next episode is out.